Hi Spurs Troops, uh, welcome to the Steve Perriman podcast. Um, as usual, we have the normal suspects, uh, Tom in the office side of things and Howard in the memory uh, memory bank, I can call it. Can I, Howard? You can. Yeah. Why not? How are you doing, Howard? Good. And you? Great. Thank you. And Tom, you're okay? Good. Thanks, Steve. Yep. Kids are in bed. Finally, dogs calm down. Time for a nice relaxing evening. New job is, or is that a secret? Certainly not. Now. Uh, not anymore. No, you've ruined everything. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, started a new job today. So, uh, really, just been uh, getting my head around a, a few new bits and pieces. But yeah. Oh, cool. good luck so with that. Thank you. Best of luck. So, um, we're all happy. We've got some uh, an unbeaten run going, which is terrific, as we all know. And the last game being Knott's Forest, I was at a function on Sunday afternoon. So I was watching bits and then I had to talk to people and then I was back to watching and then I was... So I missed certain aspects of the game that I've now caught up on, but not the general flow of the game. So um, I'm very interested to hear you two, how how you viewed that game. Certainly a fine victory. And um, and yeah, who, who wants to start us off? I thought that it was it carried on in the same vein as the last couple of games. I think you know Howard and I were just saying beforehand that Southampton still feels like the the only game so far this season that we really looked in control of. Yeah. I guess whereas um, yeah. this was uh, like like the Chelsea and the Wolves game games, particularly in the fir- particularly the first half of those games, we we um, struggled to get out of our own third at times, and at least didn't particularly look that cohesive going forward with with the ball either and and it seemed to bounce off us a bit so it felt a bit like that throughout the game re-watching the highlights it kind of felt a lot less stressful um and in terms of clear-cut chances Forrest didn't have that many um but they did have the ball around our box a lot and uh and their their midfield looked um a little more in control of things than, than we did having said that our counter-attack looked like we were going to score every time we broke with the ball mm-hmm. um and generally, I thought, you know, two 0 away at Forest is a is a good is a, is a very good result. We'll probably really value those points in the season. Um, and yeah, the the optimist in me is trying to is trying to think we're getting the points when we're not playing that well. So let's see what happens when we really do click into gear and the team starts playing playing like we know it can. Absolutely, Howard has the the points and the performance added to your confidence, which is I know has been building nicely since pre-season? Well, at the end of last season, we were we looked really, really strong. We looked to dominate midfield and we picked we, we won all but one of our games in the running, which got us into the Champions League. So it's all good stuff. Yeah. But I'm watching the, the, the game so far this season and I don't look in control. We don't look like I know we're playing on catching on the break, but you can't rely on that all the time. Mm. You've got to play some football. And it's just not I'm, not, I'm not feeling as confident as I was then. I'm also yeah. put off by Arsenal being top and footman and playing great stuff, actually. Yeah, they look vibrant. They look young. Yeah. They look energetic. So uh, that is a bit worrying. Um, but also I found... Um... We looked, we actually looked second best in terms of a football team. Yeah. Now, I know football matches are decided by goals, 
And obviously in that department, we've been better than the other teams. Therefore, we've, you know, not lost. So um, thank God for Harry, eh? Well, yes and no. I, I, I must be the only supporter who's not desperately in love with Harry at the moment. Okay. He scored four goals in the last three games or whatever it is. And you can't take that away from him. Yeah. But he hasn't looked to me as sharp as he has at his best. The yeah. goal he got was a bit bubbled along the, the, pit, along the pitch. He's a bit lucky there. He had a couple of other good efforts, which in normal times you'd expect him to score, and he didn't, including the penalty. Yeah. Um, and I don't see him smiling as much on the pitch as he used to. I don't. There's definitely a bit of a problem with him in some, because in each, every one of the last three games, at least once, we've seen Harry shouting at Son because he hasn't passed to him. Yeah. And that's yeah. Usually, you know, that's, that is worrying. And Son's reaction when he came off wasn't uh, wasn't yeah. very healthy, was it? No. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right about them both. That's without seeing the whole of the game. So I've got to qualify that somewhat. Um, I think it's, I, I know it's easier to destroy than create. So yes. if you're going to have players who work their way into a season, it will be the creators, the goal makers, the goal takers, that are going to struggle while they're not at their sharpest, which no one can be at the, yeah. at the very start of the season. So I come back to Harry. I say that judge a footballer, okay, not necessarily a striker, but, but a footballer, does he score, does he create goals, and does he defend his goal? And I still think he does all three. Yeah. Well, I absolutely know he does all three. So... Um, I think the fact that he's not quite on it, but that's looking for, you know, absolutely sheer brilliance. He's not quite on it. But when you're scoring, it just covers over the cracks. And the biggest crack to cover over is your confidence crack. And Son is not doing that. Son is not doing that. So he's the one I'm more worried about because I think he's, he's a great character. I think he's got... Lots of energy. I think there's lots he can actually do better, as we've seen. And um, I think he would be a... Th I think there's a case of him being... He thinks too much. And I think for a goal scorer, that can be, yeah. can be dangerous. So you start, to, you start to find problems all around you and start maybe... I'm not saying this is the case, but maybe blaming others for certain things. So... Uh, Am I worried about Son? No. Why? Because he's a very good character. And yeah. I think that's that's basically what it comes down to. So we looked, um, I mean, so far we've we've come from behind twice. Yeah. Great, great uh, pointer, that one. And the two games after that, when we've uh when we've gone in front, we've kept it to a clean sheet. Yep. Very good pointer again. So I'm um, again without seeing the full ninety minutes. I'm, I'm of course happy. Uh, I'm not happy that Arsenal were above us, but this is early season. So um, overall, I'm worried about Arsenal. But um, let's see how things pan out. And what about new players? New players, new contracts. 
Any 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 opinions there? I don't, I don't know about any new, new contact contracts. Romero, Romero signed, doesn't he? Oh, Romero right. signed. No, he's now signed it, right? Yeah. I think that's very good as long as he can maintain his temper. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. We definitely got that. we definitely got um a couple of uh yeah characters should we say in this in the squad now haven't we yeah yeah and, and you need that you well you need you need a bit of difference between the players don't you a bit of you know I'm dark sure arts i'm sure <laughs> we're going to come on to arrogance at some point but but um yeah i'm i'm he's got to decide when he can win the ball and when he can threaten to win the ball and use that threat yeah to hold off go but then at the last second hold off if he commits too many times too early, I think we've mentioned it before on here. I think there's a chance of a penalty coming against him, but let's let's see, let's see. So, um, so yeah, we're um, Howard. You've got some some uh, stories to tell us about Forest, maybe past stories. Yeah, just that we may find amusing. Um, Far away. While you're looking it up, Howard, I was just going to say, do you, were, you, were you at the um, the Rumbelows Cup semi final in '92 when uh, when there was the bomb the bomb scare just before the game? And uh, we I did remember that, something that is, about that. that. That is one of the one of the games I'm going to talk about. Damn it! Not, Sorry, not, Howard. Stole your no, thunder. No, no, no. Oh, good, good. You reminded right him. You reminded <laughs> him, which is great. Go, Howard. February '92, around then, where we played against Forest. And it was no score till towards the end of the game. And they had this young superstar and they got a corner and he threw himself at this corner. There was no way he was not going to get that, that corner. And he did and they scored from it and they won the game. And of course, in the, I believe in the interviews afterwards, one of the interviewers said to, to Roy Keane, what did you think of Spurs or the goal or whatever? And he basically said, he said the, the exact opposite of what you want to talk about, Steve, where yeah. the, he thought Spurs were not up to it. They weren't there, especially in bad conditions. And it kind of led to, although it was Ferguson that talked about the Spurs, Spurs thing, actually, I think we were keen before he went to Old Trafford, had already started it off. Yeah. He started it off. Yeah. Wow. Howard, do you want to read out the quote that I sent to both of you that uh, Bill Nicholson yeah. made? Any player coming to Spurs, whether he's a big signing or a groundsman, they must be dedicated to the game and to the club. He must be prepared to work at their game. They must never be satisfied with the last performance and they must hate losing. I think that's a great quote. and It could well come from Billy Nick. But it it does... certainly did. It certainly did. Okay. So the, I want that to lead us on to Deli Ali. Deli Ali now mm -hmm. has joined the Besiktas. Turkish club, mm -hmm. and everyone's asking what happened to Deli Ali. Any thoughts from your end? Having watched him play a lot more than me, but I do have my own thoughts to finish off with. Well, I, I, I felt always sorry for him in the end because clearly he was a talented boy. He he seemed be a perfectly nice character. We know he came from a rough, rough background, but he seemed to cope with it really well. And I wonder if 
the first, when he was in the first team for the first couple of seasons, he when they would do any football focus or anything on Tottenham, they would often choose him and Derek Dyer as two guys who were really Spurs boys and would were enjoying themselves at the club. And of course, he did do so well to begin with. Got into yeah. the England side. I mean, it was amazing. And then, he, then he lost it all completely. And I, I, I certainly the only thing I've heard was that when he when he turned up at Everton for his first game, he turned up in a pink Rolls Royce or something. Yeah, which is not yeah. really going to impress your colleagues. No, exactly. Uh, Tom, anything? Same, really. I mean, just. He was he, he was just so good for 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 two seasons maybe maybe three before it just started tailing off for him um, and I think I've mentioned on on the pod before that you know when we were living in Enfield um, suddenly started seeing all these boo boo man adverts um, other clothing providers are available yeah. um, uh, dotted around town and um, with, with and, and it just suddenly seems that like when he uh, got more into his other interests other than football perhaps maybe it kind of um started started changing but um but yeah i mean it's it's crazy that to think that last night against Besiktas uh, sorry last night Besiktas lined up with Deli Ali uh George and Kudu and uh Jedson all in the team um so a third of a third of their team were ex experts but out of all of those you know Delhi you just think he should have had the world at his feet by now if he'd have carried on the trajectory that we thought he was yeah. on yeah I think that um, I didn't see so much of the good times. Yeah. Not so much for various reasons. I'm abroad, I'm whatever. Yeah. Um, but I saw some special moments of him with running into the box and making the finish. I think one that springs to mind is Chelsea. Is it Chelsea away? Yes. So, so therefore, I'm looking from a slightly different angle to you two. Um, because I'm, I'm not sure that I rated him so much in the first place. So it wasn't such a big come down, if you know what I mean, for me. But going back to that Bill Nicholson quote, I think that was he, was he interested in to keep improving? Very difficult when, as I'm listening to you two, he has achieved such a height so early. Yep. And by the way, got rewarded well for it. So was he more more interested in, in other things? Did he lose his focus? Who knows? I don't, I don't know him. You two don't know him. But did he lose his focus with regard to the advertising or the personal relationships or whatever? The love of motor cars, etc. Mm -hmm. But the, the one thing that I held against him was that I think he lost his... Um, What's his? What's the word? He lost his um, conscience. He lost his conscience on the football field, and it was like he wanted to do little flicks that, that probably <laughs> back in the day, back in the day, were, were coming off, and therefore he went on to flow into a good performance. But when it didn't come off, and this is like every player that plays on a football pitch, especially if you play for Bill Nicholson. You had to do something about getting the ball back. You had to do something about getting it back. Even if by you chasing that player that won it off you, you made him make a, an error. And therefore, a, a, another player of ours gained possession, or our team at least gained possession. So that's what I have against 
Deli Alley. It looked like he wanted to be the star of the show. Yeah. And at times, what you two are talking about, he was the star of the show. But actually, when you're not the star of it, as per what you're trying to achieve doesn't work, you then have to add something else. And that's where I think he let himself down. And, and maybe supporters out there are, are, are thinking like me. Therefore, having seen what you've seen, but then having seen what I saw as well, then it's even more disappointed that he, yeah. he wasn't delivering. And then I don't think he was putting in the effort, which yeah. is which is a crime. If you've got that, that cockerel on your chest, you've got that white shirt on, and you don't seem to be giving it everything you've got, well... I revert back to the Bill Nick days. And I know that's old fashioned. I know it's old fashioned. But if you think about what Conte is now doing with the team, I know supporters that are disappointed that one nil up, we didn't go for them, Forrest. We didn't go for them and open ourselves up and play stylish football. That's not Conte. He doesn't think that we're that good yet to able to do that. So he's always going to, he's Italian after all, he's always going to be thinking about secure the win, secure the win, secure the points. And if it leads us to getting three or four goals like we did against Southampton, so be it. But we're not going to do it by opening ourselves up. So um, I think I think Conte is very much based in the Bill Nick sort of tradition in terms of what's expected for, from you in your position. On the field. So now that brings me on to uh, the keepy uppy situation. Show yourself to me, please, you two. I didn't, didn't really notice it. They didn't start talking about it so much. And I wasn't aware that it was really looked at from, from a football's point of view as a, as a real insult. Yeah. Yeah, good. Howard, thank you. Tom? Um, I think Rich Allison as a, as a whole is making me laugh quite a lot with his with his antics at the moment. Um, I mean, his, his, his Twitter reactions to to some of the comments from Jamie Carragher and, and others are uh, really, really making me laugh. I've got to say, he's. I think he's the kind of player who, when he's on your team, you love him. If he's not, you probably don't. Um, but I thought in terms of what he did against Forrest, it was pretty... Pretty, pretty disrespectful, but also it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, and, you know, I think the reaction from the likes of Carragher compared to when they've kind of marvelled at other players, you know, Diaz was doing it for Liverpool the other day and no one commented on it um, in the same way. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think it'd be nice if pundits could be consistent in the way they berate or applaud players for what they do. Um, but I thought it was... Um, a funny entertaining moment which i then forgot about pretty quickly until uh it got pundit you know to the pundits yeah. analyzed it to death afterwards thankfully <laughs> thankfully i haven't got i haven't been uh what's the word i haven't been uh, i haven't been pushed in a certain direction by pundits yeah. because if i couldn't watch the game all of it. I'm certainly not going to watch the punditry after. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Anyway, so I think that and therefore I've not heard the point I'm going to make. When he kept the ball up 
did you see how sloppy the ball back was to our player? It yeah. was horrendous. It was horrendous. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that if you want to keep it uppy or do whatever you want, Alfie Con sat on the ball against Leeds. Yeah. And Billy Bremner said to me, remember, Billy Bremner's a Scotsman and so's Alfie. Steve, tell that Scotch dick, but a better word than dick. If he wants to do that again, I'm coming for him. <laughs> so, so it can lead to aggravation. It will lead to aggravation when you, when you show yourself to be, okay, was it arrogance? Was it confidence? I'll leave it for you to decide. But as long as when you've got doing something like that does not lead you to the next mistake, because the ball back that he played to our supporting player was awful, awful. And that suggests to me that his mind wasn't right when he's thinking about oh, this is a good situation, I can, I can keep it up here. And then when he kept it up a couple of times, the sloppiness of that ball back is the biggest crime out of all of this. Was it arrogant? Was it confidence? I don't care. The way you pass the ball on to the next player in your team matters. You pass the ball, you, you, you pass the ball how you'd like to receive it. And that's, that's the clue to that situation. So if that had led to, actually, we want it straight back. But if yeah. that had led, led to us conceding a goal, I'm telling you, Conte, being the professional that he is, would have gone absolutely apeshit. Really, really apeshit. So do I, am I against it? I think you're right, Tom. Supporters will be for it because they like the entertainment value in that. They like the funniness of it. Yeah. Only when you're winning. When you're winning and professionalism, and I'm talking Conte here, will not like it. Will not like it. And actually, I'm from the same school. I didn't like it. Mainly because of the quality of the ball that he gave off the back of the keepy-uppies. Yeah. So if you look at it again, please look at uh, that situation. I... I made a quote the other day about the far post position with players and yep. a number of goals have been scored already. It is the number one position where you can score from. Number one. Well, okay, not every time, but it's you have to make that position every time, closing the back door, closing the back door. So if, if we want to talk about Richarlison, what about the pass he gave to Harry yeah, for the header? What a pass what a pass he picked that out so he's obviously on a confidence high wasn't just a pass though did you see the way he won the ball like using yeah. his body using his brilliant. body to uh brilliant. yeah the whole the whole bit of play there was was brilliant like you say he was probably pumped and buzzing after doing that was and, it, and, he was it was a sort of a mistake no it was a mistake Sessignon had gone had gone through on the left and yeah. uh, and, he, and he and he kind of waited a bit i think he should have played harry in earlier yes. uh, but he left it a bit late and then you could Got see harry odds. lose his mind in the middle of the the 6 yard box and then and then yeah the ball just kind of like went went out looked like it was going out for maybe a throw in or um or or the forest uh, right back was going to deal with it and um, Two Richarlison came together yeah Richarlison used his body really kind very of very well 
yeah, very well. Absolutely brilliant. But like you say, so, Steve, if if you're gonna if you if you're then gonna go and do a bit of showboating afterwards, you better like as you say, you better damn well make sure that you don't mess up yeah. the end of it, the final the pass. Next pass. The final yeah. pass is everything for me. Mm. And and because I've not listened to all the pundits, I obviously haven't heard anyone say that. But if they have, well done them, because that's the that's the crux of this situation. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to come back to um, Sunday, why I didn't watch the game so much. I got invited to a, a horse uh, stud farm in uh, Royston, uh, invited by Ozzy Ardiles, so great. Uh, Poch was there. So this leads me into trouble. I've always said, sort of jokingly, that as much as I love Aussie, and I do, Ricky was my favourite Argentinian. <laughs> you can imagine Aussie's reaction to that. Well, now I've got a third contender because Poch was the perfect gentleman. I've never mm. really spoke to him that much before to, to make this sort of decision on him. Uh, but him and his wife were an absolute delight. And my wife, so this doesn't hurt my opinion of him by any means, what my wife said. My wife said, Steve, did you see his face when when he recognised you? He was absolutely delighted to see you. So in my book, that's respect. And it says to me that Ozzy has told him various things about me, which I'm delighted that he he has and had that reaction to me. So, um, So, yeah, great to see Poch and this stud farm was was amazing and um so we had a good afternoon we had an argentinian barbecue which was fantastic absolutely meat, meat, fantastic. Meat, meat. meat and more meat and and meeting people as well yeah. like poch and dozzy so having made that statement about poch could be my new best argentinian friend um i've now got ozzy and ricky coming with me to bridgewater on September the 16th uh, for a charity event where we're going to raise some money for two two worthy charities. So I just wonder what Ozzy's going to come out with on stage, but what he does come out with will be worth listening to. So I um, I hope that you people, Spurs people down in the West Country, come and see us, um, as I say, for good causes. So um, you've come across um, Ted Lasso. Howard, haven't you? In I recent times. Been, yeah. How was um, he? He he was charming. I mean, he had, the last minute, I think, or last, last Friday, he got somebody to get him a, a suite, as they call them, in the East End. Wow. For the game. And that seats, I think, 12 people to have lunch or dinner around the table. Brilliant. Very nice seats outside. So it's all nicely done. Um, and he rang Brett on uh, Friday and said, um, Jason's been on, he's he's going to the game tomorrow and he's got two spare seats, why don't you and Dad come? Fantastic. So, so we went along to the game, it was, he got there sort of 20 minutes after kickoff, he turned to say hello and shake my hand and shook hands again at the end of the game, they had a photo taken and that was it. Brilliant. Really nice. Well you've name dropped, I've name dropped, give us the name of your cat, Tom. Oh, you've seen him. He just pops up out of nowhere. This is uh, <laughs> this is Dougal. He's Hello, a, Dougal. Dougal, 
They How are you? Get, but uh, yeah, he's had his he's had his nose put out of joint by the arrival of the dog in recent I bet. weeks. I and, bet uh, yes. But yeah, well, he's uh, he's doing all right. Great. Okay, to wind up, I'm gonna um I'm gonna bore everyone to tears now. You know, if you're regular listeners, that I'm a great fan of the program Countdown. Yeah. And I just want to say that the new host of Countdown is Colin Murray. It's not like I know him. Why should I? But he's absolutely perfect in his role as mm. uh, as the host of Countdown. So I suggest anyone with spare time, and I understand if you don't, Countdown is worth watching. Uh, Colin Murray brings a humour to it, and he brings a tempo. And, um, yeah, I'm delighted with that new new job for him. So, uh, of course, West Ham tomorrow or maybe today when you're listening to this. Are we confident, chaps? Oh, they're, they're always up for it. It's always, uh, they, they always turn it on against us. And they've, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of glad they got that win the other day because at least they've kind um, of got the win I'm, out of the way. I'm delighted. Mm, Absolutely delighted they got that win. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we'll lose. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to tell. I just I, I just can't see us losing it, man. I can't see us playing like we're going to dominate a game. But I just feel like mm. even if we do if we do concede, I think we'll then I feel like we can then turn it around. I think I think that like yeah. there's enough on the bench and there's enough. Yeah. Uh, it's it's almost like we're playing with 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 the handbrake on at times, and and you feel like it could be let off when it needs to be done. And if that's we go the, behind, that's the Italian be... bit I'm talking about. Mm. That's the Italian bit that the handbrake. What a good term. What a good term. You confident, Howard? Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm, on one hand, I think we can turn it around whenever we fall behind. On the other, maybe maybe we haven't done that this season, or we have twice now we come back. I'll remind everyone, if you think Son is struggling, how many times have we had Harry not scoring in by the end of August? Yeah. It happens. It happens. When Son scores, he'll score two or three. That's my that's my prediction. So, chaps, thank you very much for listening. And ladies, um, yeah, let's have a good uh, a good week with the positive result against the Hammers. Happy Hammers. Perhaps not so happy this week. Well, so far they're happy. And um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Howard. Very interesting stories. And uh, come on, you Spurs.